Today we celebrate Christmas. And I would like to approach this homily doing two things, looking at the meaning of Christmas and the context of Christmas. And both of these can be understood from the perspective of the birth of a child. So when we talk about the birth of a child in the context of the meaning of Christmas, we have to realize that the birth of a child is always pointing to purity and purpose. So today we have heard in the prologue the incarnation, that is God becoming man, God becoming human. And this is very important because when we say God is becoming human, it means each one of us is an indwelling of God. And because God is indwelling in us, it means we are a temple of God. And by virtue of that, each one of us is pure and precious. And therefore, it is through this purity and preciousness that we are able to understand what it is to be childlike. To be childlike, which we hear quite often in the Gospels, is a call to be, or rather to, to look at the world with wonder and awe. Because it's only when we're able to look at the world with wonder and awe and look at the world in a childlike manner can we actually re reflect the values of love, hope, peace and joy, which are the values of Christmas. See, I think a child agrees with me too. And then you also have the purpose. Jesus came because he had a purpose. We see that in the prologue. But we also see it in John 10, 10 when he says, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. And therefore, the purpose, when we look at it in the context of the incarnation, also points to a very significant point, which is the importance of being human. It is only through our humanness that we can understand our purpose. It is only through our humanness that we can understand who we are and what we have been created for. And therefore, Christmas gives us that opportunity to connect with and affirm the God within in order for us to fulfill our purpose. And then when we look at it in the context of Christmas, which is, again, the birth of a child, we have to understand that the birth of a child has three phases. The first phase is when the, the couple comes to know that they're going to have a child. It's like the phase of the conception. It is an exciting moment, yes, but it kind of dies off till the time of the birth of a child when the excitement begins to happen and the preparations start to be a little more extensive. Then you have the second phase, which is the birth of a child. Now, this is something very important. It's something very beautiful. It is exciting for the family, but something very unique happens. The couple is gifting the world with life. But surprisingly, the child too gifts the couple and the family with life. Because we all know from experience that no matter what a family is going through, the birth of a child is always a life-giving moment. And that is what we are celebrating when we talk about it. So which means the birth of a child, or rather that phase, it is both are gifting each other with life. And then you have the third phase, which is the most important phase, which is the phase of responsibility. After the birth of a child, after the baptism, the child is not just left aside. The responsibility towards that child takes over, and that is very, very important. That is why when we have baptisms, you will hear the promises being made by the family, by the couple, by the godparents, etc., 
to really make sure that they will be responsible to the child and make sure that they use all their resources to allow this child to grow up physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. And then after these three phases, we have the yearly celebration of a birthday. And this is also very important because when we take, about, take a birthday celebration, there is a lot of preparation that goes on for the birthday celebration. You plan a party, you plan who to invite, you plan what type of things you're going to have, etc. But then comes the celebration of the birthday. And while there's a lot of excitement, yes, but again, two things happen at a birthday celebration. Some of the things we're aware of it, sometimes we are not. And that is, the, a birthday celebration gives the couple and the family an opportunity to do two things. One, it is to remind themselves of what has happened. They, are, they take themselves back to that life-giving moment when they gifted the world with life and that the child also gifted them with life. And the second part of the birthday celebration is that it also gives them a chance to remind themselves of the responsibility they have towards this child. So in the midst of all that celebration, these two things happen too, which is the reminder of the life-giving moment and also a reminder of the responsibility towards the child. And that is what we are celebrating today as we celebrate the birthday of Jesus. We are called especially during the time of Advent, it was a time of preparation. Yes, we were excited for the birthday celebration of Jesus, a lot of external preparations going on, a lot of internal preparations going on, but now we have come to the birthday celebration. And the birthday celebration is again doing these two things. We are going back in time to remember that life-giving moment. We are going back in time to that moment when God gifted the world with life through the birth of His Son, and Jesus too has gifted us with life in and through his life, death, and resurrection. So in the context of Christmas, this gift of life is simply the power and grace of the incarnate God within us. And it is this God that we are called to get in touch with because it is from this God that so many things happen. And then the second part is our responsibility too. So when we talk about a birthday celebration reminding us of our responsibility to the child, what is our responsibility to Jesus? What is this birthday celebration doing for us? And the responsibility reflects itself in the purpose for which you and I have been created. And our purpose is simply to be instruments of hope, peace, love, and joy. And it is a call for us to, to connect with and affirm the presence of God within us in order for us to be present to others. And that is why I'd like to end with a poem. The origins are still unknown, but the words are simply this. Rivers do not drink their own water. Trees do not eat their own fruit. The sun does not shine for itself. And flowers do not spread their fragrance for themselves. Living for others is a rule of nature. Life is good when you are happy, but life is better when others are happy because of you. And that's what we're celebrating today. It's a call for us to become aware of our purity and preciousness and to also understand our responsibility and purpose, which is to become instruments of love, peace, hope, and joy through who we are and what we do. Amen.